Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this iteration of Faster Than a Stand-Up. I'm Brent Lamont. Joining me on the sixth and last of this series, talking about agility and DevOps, are Teresa Kramer, Director of Agile Operations at SAP Concur, and Jesse Marchand, Senior Director of DevOps Enablement at SAP Concur. Hello, friends. Hello. Hello. We're talking about, in this iteration, the crystal ball. So if you're looking into your crystal ball and you could have anything you want, or is it going to be anything you want? Or is it, if you look into the crystal ball and you see the future of DevOps and agility, where do you think things are going? And I'm going to go with Jesse this time. Sure. So they we're looking into the crystal ball of the unknowable and cloudy future. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I'll reference one of my favorite Deming quotes, which is, you know, learning is not compulsory, uh, but neither is survival. And, you know, I think from a, a company perspective, we're already starting to see the companies that do agile and DevOps well, uh, separate themselves from um, a performance, you know, obviously, by the, you know, financial metrics like share price growth, you know, I mean, even things like, uh, I mean, Tesla and it's crazy valuation nowadays, but if you really think about what they're doing and in terms of sort of continuously improving, um, you know, each model, right. And, 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 you know, software, uh, delivering those type of things to hardware in a, in a way that just is disruption is, is pretty amazing. Right. And so, um, what does that, what does that mean? <laughs> I think if, if we're not learning and not adopting Agile and DevOps well, uh, you know, this, this age of disruption where major companies fall out of relevance is going to happen quicker than not. Teresa, yeah. peer into your crystal ball. I would agree with that. Um, 12 years ago, the conversation was more, um, you know, maybe this will, this too shall pass in, in a lot of people's minds, I think. Um, but I would see this becoming the way that we work going forward. You can already see, see it starting to work its way into uh, academics, for instance, and the way that we uh, even have people work together as teams inside of a learning environment. Um, when I took my teaching certification, a lot of it was around that, that team forming and how do you build strong teams. Um, so I think more and more, it, it's going to become the way that we do work. If I'm starting out, I mean, we talked about this a little bit when we weren't recording, where it was interns right? Interns come to companies every summer, or in some cases, more than every summer. And I think back to some of the earliest interns I worked with, who you would talk agile with, and they'd be like, what? Whereas nowadays, it's a rarity to find somebody who hasn't. And they actually want to try even more radical things. Why aren't you doing this? right? Why aren't you trying to do all of these other things? Because this group that I worked with at my university, you know, we were doing it this way. And it's one of those where you're like, okay, so structure at large companies, structure at some smaller companies doesn't work that way. 
I love, I love your enthusiasm. How about we channel that into actually getting some work done? Thanks. Yeah, that's a good point. And it's going to be interesting to see how organizations respond to uh, that workforce, right? Coming into organizations that are, you know, traditionally structured. And I think more and more, um, we're going to need to find, we're, we're going to have to evolve the way that we think about organizational structures and, and business agility um, in order for that, that workforce to be tolerant of coming to work. Right, because, hey, man, I can go hook up with five of my friends and we can go do this on our own, right? Show me a value as to why I should come in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. I, I would also add, add to that. I mean, there's some, some data that, that shows that, um, I think this was from the DevOps handbook, I believe, but there was some data that shows that, you know, the CEO turnover in uh, companies that had IT related deficiencies and were more sort of materially weak in their um, process and practices were the turnover on those CEOs was eight times as much. So you sort of have, you know, new blood coming in, but then also um, CEOs that, that don't get it uh, being replaced on the organizational agility side. So it's, it's not purely, uh, you know, uh, just the, the lower ranks that, that have to, uh, or, or bringing this in, it's also, you know, at the, at the upper ranks as well. Well, I think there might be, I could, I would state the case that there's probably a mix for those in the middle, right? Because if the top says you're going to be agile and the bottom is saying, yeah, we really want to be agile and you're not wanting to play in that space because I come from a command and control background. This is what I want. This is what I do. You know, I think they're that, level might have the biggest challenge of all. And so, I, I, yeah, Teresa? Yeah, I was going to say, that's why I said future, right? And like, <laughs> eventually, you know, this will be the way that organizations that survive whatever industry they're in do their work. And it's going to be, I think, for people that have learned um, growing up through their management careers to be command and control and, you know, the, the single source of ideas are, are going to struggle. Single or point of success. Yeah. Or not exist. Yeah. <laughs> right. Any other thoughts? Cause I have a feeling we're, we're going to wind out on this one pretty quickly. Cause it's like, basically the answer is come join us or fail. <laughs> <laughs> It is, it is a crisis of those levels, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, I guess um, if we were to change the, the topic off, off of the one of fear and dread <laughs> of change, uh, I, and maybe this is another one of fear and dread and change, but I, I mean, I, I think, you know, if we were talking about tool sets, one of the things I see right now is there is quite a bit of companies with... Uh, you know, individual technologies that are trying to solve parts, uh, pieces of the DevOps, um, of, of, of the DevOps SDLC or uh, components or uh, stages of, of a pipeline or whatnot. And those could be things like, you know, automated testing vendors um, or um, 
release management uh, software or requirements management. Uh, and I think the DevOps space compared to the agile space uh, has not consolidated as much. Um, so I could see um, a couple of vendors continuing to combine, merge, and present solutions to uh, the community that is um, easier to use. You have less integrations to make maybe, um, or integrations built out of the box, uh, that, that type of thing. So I could see that you know, purely from a tool perspective uh, starting to consolidate in some ways. So we've talked about people, we've talked about tools. Are we also talking about process? Do you think that more teams are gonna end up being more collaborative? Or do you think that that's, it's gonna be a thing that grows as the people come in and the tools get better, that the next thing that falls is that more and more processes tie in with that? I do, and I think they'll be um, embedded into the tools that it's easier to use. And, and I'll give an example on the Agile side um, and specifically with like Jira, right? Which is, you can tell is very team built uh, or team single product oriented. Um, and then things like uh, portfolio or advanced roadmap started to exist. But even using those tools, in, in my opinion, it's still hard to do some pretty easy things. Like let's say you want to have a Kanban portfolio, um, I, you know, and we try to do this internally, right? It, it was not very successful. It's not built for that scenario uh, when, when trying to do an internal sort of roadmap. So, I think things of those nature will continue to expand as the processes become more, not static, but more, uh, I don't know, stable is the right word either, but perhaps more accepted um, on, on both sides of the Agile and DevOps world. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, a lot of the tools that Jira version one, Rally, all of those tools were very team-centric when they started. And I think it's, you know, where we were um, in this conversation as community practitioners. And the more and more that the conversation is expanded to the other areas of the business, the more problems that those tools need to solve, but they're not solving in a way that's really um, helping organizations. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a really good point in that um, those tools, if they're going to remain relevant as this expands across organizations, um, they're going to have to evolve. Yeah. And, and they will center, I think, more on organizational agility and support mm -hmm. those things uh, and they won't be just agile and DevOps tools. So I think yeah. all types of IT commercial off the shelf type of tools will start to adjust to that and, and think of things like, um, you know, HR software and, and, you know, we have success factors here at, at, at SAP and SAP concur. Um, we've seen that already start to change with, you know, systems and process set up to tracking goals to eventually, you know, OKRs, right? And I know there's other OKR software, again, single belt out there. Uh, but I but I expect those type of 
things and changes to to become integrated more into the systems versus you know hey there's this cool technique that's out there and niche type of software so uh, I, I so for example like i could see a point um where you know like nico nico or you know the happiness type of team index is uh captured per team every day and then aggregated up and that becomes you know the level of compensation that uh an executive or manager is 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 measured on uh, at some point uh, versus like today you know trying to capture nico nico happiness would be a very you know manual effort and it's definitely not integrated into most most hr processes and systems yeah um so that's just like an example where I, as I expect the process and the technology and as a th the pervasive thought to replace what's out there, uh, that's, you know, my forecast. Cool. All right. Anything else? We're running at time. Always a pleasure. Well, I want to thank both of you for your time because that's six episodes of content always fun to have conversations. Jesse, this means you're coming back. I know, you know, you probably didn't plan on that, but you're coming back. Teresa, as always, it's great to have you on. And again, I know you're going to be back. So I'm dragging uh, Jesse along for the leadership series. <laughs> awesome. No, that would be a mistake. Mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, I'm Brent. I'm Teresa. And Jesse. Until the next iteration, you can give us a rating at your podcast provider. Send us email at info at fasterthanstandup.com or you can find us on Twitter at Faster Standup. Thanks for listening. And that was Faster Than Standup. The opinions on this podcast are solely those of the participants and not of their employers.